Banks canceling conservative accounts. PayPal isn't really your pal at all if you're a conservative thinking America. And now there has been a proposal that if you speak against Tony Fauci and his flip-floppy science, that you are maybe charged with a hate crime. Fasten your seatbelt, stick around. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light. Together, we will make America great again. I have never been more hopeful about America. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. The advance of human liberty can only strengthen the cause of world peace. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. But because of the Watergate matter, I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. One small step for man. All of God's children be able to sing with new meaning. My country tears of thee. It is indeed we are, the defenders of freedom. With the unbounding determination of our people, we will gain the inevitable triumph. So help us God. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Those who forget the past are destined to be Hey, this is Rick Brown with you. We are excited about the addition that we have tonight. Not because the news is good news, but because we want to take the opportunity to share things that are going on, sometimes quietly, sometimes subversively, sometimes right in your face, but to get that message out to wonderful Americans that love our nation. And if you're a Christian, you have a Christian worldview, you love the Lord. And as we seek to bring truth and expose things that are going on, to awaken people to these realities, because unless you wake up and push back on these things that are being crammed down our throat. Our liberties are not just simply being eroded, they're being freight trained as we speak. I've been kicked off of YouTube uh, twice in the last month um, from a couple of different <laughs> um, websites for simply bringing a message from Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, in a conference that he presented, and I was just rolling that out, and boom, they took us off. They did not like the facts and the information that he was presenting. And then uh, a week ago, we were taken off again for uh, just talking about the Delta variant hysteria that is going on with COVID and now is bringing this pressure that you can see the swell of government and CDC and all of these different things that are, are coming. And so we were just talking about that hysteria, not that COVID doesn't exist, but the reaction of the far left with this absolute fear of any risk in living life 
with normal sicknesses, normal diseases, and unless you're uh, over 65 with underlying health issues, you're going to be okay. 99.5% of people that get COVID and even the Delta variant are going to recover. And so why this hysteria? Well, that's for a different time. As a matter of fact, tomorrow night, sneak preview, we'll be diving back into what they say is the science behind masks. Well, I digress. Back to our subject. Our subject is now looking at banking institutions. Now, the stuff I'm bringing you tonight, I would not believe that I'm living in the United States of America unless I had been through the last two years with you guys. Now, everything is possible. For week after week after week of the last two years, my wife and I would look at each other and see these tyrannical decisions, this oppressiveness that is coming to us, and we would say the word over and over again, Unbelievable. 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 This is unbelievable. But now, Chase Bank is quietly refusing to service conservative customers. Check this out. J.P. Morgan, Chase, accused of purging accounts of conservative activists. Chase, J.P. Morgan, Chase, is the largest banking institution in the United States of America, the largest banking institution. Just think right now, how many of you are listening to this? You have accounts at Chase Bank. And yet look at this. A number of prominent conservative activists have been, had their accounts suspended by Chase Bank in recent weeks. And it gives a list of individuals there. It's hard to imagine how conservatives could be even more complacent than they actually are about what's being done in this country. PJ Media report, the schools our children are taught in are almost universally run by liberals who hate everything we stand for. But we don't demand that our representatives pull funding from state schools that behave that way. Hollywood has become vocally over-the-top hostile to Christians and conservatives, but we go see the movies anyway. We still buy the papers and watch the cable news shows of networks that talk about us like we're Nazis because we don't agree with their liberal worldview. More recently, increasingly monopoli uh, monopolistic social media companies that have an inordinate amount of control over who gets heard and who doesn't have started actively targeting conservatives and we just shrug or spout platitudes. If you don't like the way they do it, take on those monopolies with hundreds of millions of users and billions in cash by building your own company. So what happens when banks and credit card companies target people for their political views? Do we need to build our own banks also? Activist Laura Loomer, who has already been banned by PayPal, claims she had her account suspended by Chase Bank. This is what is going on in the banking institution. Now, it's not just to some figurative people out here. It's actually happened to my friend. This is Nick Vujicic. Nick was born without arms. He was born without legs. 
and he has a ministry that has reached around the world. He's a New York Times bestseller in his book and his, his motivational speaking that he travels the world with his message, a love for God, a love for the Lord Jesus, and a love for life. So he's a pro-life activist. Recently, Nick was frozen out of all of his bank accounts. He was with us just a few weeks ago as he shared a powerful message where uh, some 20 people came forward to receive Christ. And he was sharing with me that some time ago, all of his cards were frozen, so he had no ability to operate financially. So he calls the bank, and the bank says, you will be receiving a letter from us within 48 hours. He receives the letter, and the letter said, that we have uh, evaluated your organization and we no longer want to do business with you. Now, Nick had been a faithful customer to Chase Bank for the last 15 years. He's uh, boldly pro-life. He's a Christian evangelist. And when they evaluated his life, here's a guy that this whole new woke movement that has now went into the banking industry for those who are marginalized groups of people. Is there anyone more marginalized than a guy that came into this world with no arms or no legs and here Chase Bank, the big bully, shuts down his accounts and says, we want nothing to do with you because of your Christianity, because of your conservative political view. Now, if they can do that to somebody like Nick, who's very visible, very local, or uh, very vocal and a large presence on social media and uh, been around the world, you say, well, somebody like that might attract a lot of attention. I think that's true. I think the larger your ministry is, but maybe you're a part of a church that's making a difference. Maybe you're a part of some nonprofit that holds conservative views. Do you really want the lending institution that you're involved with to be able just to pull the plug? It may be worth you evaluating who is your bank because until this last couple of years, you would think it doesn't really matter. We live in the United States of America. Things like that don't happen. They happen in China. They happen in Russia. No, they happen where communist, leftist individuals want to bring not only their liberal views into politics, into Hollywood, into academia, into social media, into now the banking industry. And it's not just Chase Bank because PayPal now has come together with the Anti-Defamation League to decide which political views are acceptable in finance. Yes, PayPal. Not only PayPal, but they're partnering to study to stop extremist funding. Now, I want you to know what extremist funding is. Extremist funding is anybody that is conservative with a Christian worldview. Now, the way that they describe this, nobody would disagree with what they're saying, but what they're really setting up is this incredible platform to evaluate now, this is PayPal. Most people, if they have a website, they have any kind of electronic web-based stuff, you are using PayPal or the uh, company that is a subsidiary of PayPal, and that is Venmo. So Venmo and PayPal are in this together, owned by the same organization. And uh, look at the second paragraph here in this. It says, we're excited to announce a new partnership with PayPal to fight extremism and hate 
the tweet read. We've launched a research effort to understand how extremists leverage financial platforms to fund criminal activity. Now, you and I as law-abiding citizens would say, hey, that doesn't sound bad. We're not criminals. We're not uh, in criminal activity. But you have to understand that their view of our politics, their view of our uh, perspective is something that they look at. If you are conservative, you're somehow some white uh, uh, supremacist. You are this individual that is anti-immigration. We're not anti-immigration. We're not xenophobes. We simply think that immigration should happen through the legal means by which our government has set up for people from any nation, from any background, any color, skin, any language can come through our system legally and that they can assimilate to the United States of America. But oh my, if you want that, or if you want voter ID, if you want people simply just like if you drive a car, you need a driver's license. If you go to a hotel, you need a driver's license. Anything you do, you need a driver's license. So why not have voter ID so that we can get rid of fraud in our elections? We don't want to become like a third world country where there's no accountability. But we're viewed in that regard, that's called racist. Everything's racism. As long as you just throw the racist label at them, somehow you're an extremist group of people. This is something. Well, in the second uh, part of this, it says, um, given the ADL's history of promoting leftist talking points, the announced partnership between the nonprofit and PayPal raises concerns about potential targeting of individuals with dissenting political views. Back in April 2021, ADL CEO Jonathan Greenblatt called for advertisers to withdraw their ads from Fox News after Greenblatt falsely claimed host Tucker Carlson was peddling racist conspiracy theories when he said the Democrats' open border immigration policies could be used to lessen the voting power of Americans. Choose to pause or even pull your ads, not just from problematic programs, but altogether from networks that don't respect all people or that repeat baseless conspiracies that endanger all of us, Greenblatt said. As an industry, you are uniquely positioned to push these networks, whether base, uh, mass media or social media, to do their utmost to ensure that hatred and conspiracy theories are not amplified. Now, when we read everything above, we don't want people trafficking in, in uh, criminal activity. And we didn't even know, if you're a law-abiding citizen, you didn't even know you were considered an extremist. But did you see that the CEO here <laughs> declares that if you support Fox News, if you believe in Tucker Carlson, because Tucker Carlson is this terrible extremist propagandist. Really? unbelievable what the censorship and what they're trying to come after us. Well, it's one thing, right? The banks are going to evaluate their customers. If they don't like their politics, they're going to shut down their accounts, go elsewhere. If PayPal evaluates your organization and doesn't like your politics, PayPal, Venmo, they're going to cut you off. Not only that, but that article went on to say that they are going to share 
your conservative, which they call extremist perspectives, with all the banking industry. How far through America in the banking industry, the financial industry, will they now share all of your information that they've acquired about you in your social media, about your political views? So they're going to share that. And on top of that, we are now entering into another purge by the IRS. Senator Whitehouse pressures IRS to target conservatives again. So we have banks, we have PayPal, we have um, now the Biden administration. And I don't know if you remember, I remember this acutely because I remember when it came out and it was exposed, it kind of blew my mind. In 2012, it was Sheldon Whitehouse who was behind Internal Revenue Service efforts to target the tax-exempt status of conservative groups such as the Tea Party and any group, get this, any group with the word patriot in their name under the cover of the Obama administration. This is during the Obama years. And in 2013, the IRS was forced to apologize for what it described as inappropriate targeting and the stifling of many conservative organizations' ability to raise money prior to the 2012 election. Now fast forward to January 21. As the Democratic Party takes back control of the executive branch, Mr. Whitehouse appears emboldened to once again weaponize the IRS against conservatives, this time to revoke the tax-exempt status of Turning Point USA, a national student group dedicated to promoting free market principles and limited government. In his official letter to the IRS commissioner, Mr. Whitehouse expressed concern over Turning Point USA holding a large super spreader event at the annual conference this past December. Now you know that uh, our good friends and our friend, Charlie Kirk and his organization, TPUSA, um, that we are in this together. We have this heart for the Lord. We have this heart for America. And this specific targeting of the IRS to weaponize under the Biden administration, who as Vice President Biden under the Obama administration, they were going gangbusters until it was revealed and then they apologized. We live in an era now, now that it is revealed, there's no apology because they're taking over the world. The leftist, <laughs> the socialist, the totalitarian regime is coming in to squish all dissent of any other views besides their narrative. Well, we got the banking industry, we have PayPal, Venmo, and now the IRS being weaponized against conservative groups with nonprofit status, those who are considered <gasps> terrifying, law-abiding extremists. People that just love the nation, and if you're a patriot, you love our nation, you love our history, you love our four founding fathers, you love George Washington and Abraham Lincoln and all of these individuals that have built this nation. Not that they're individuals that are uh, sinless. Well, neither are you and neither am I. Oftentimes people do incredible, uh, accomplish incredible things, but they have um, shortcomings. That's called humanity. And now... <laughs> It's even going into the scientific realm where you cannot challenge the flip-flopping nature of the science 
because Peter Hotez now wants those opposing Fauci possibly to be considered for a hate crime. Look at this. Mounting anti-science aggression in the United States by Peter J. Hotez. In summary, the aggression against science and scientists in America arises from three sources. Once again, what are these extremists? Who are these crazy criminals? Check this out. Number one, far-right members of the U.S. Congress. Far-right. Conservative members in Congress, number one problem against science. Is that right? I think they would put Rand Paul on that, who is a scientist himself in the sense that he is a eye doctor, he is a physician. It is because he's a scientist that he challenges Fauci and his narrative that flip-flops back and forth. Number two, the conservative news outlets, people like Fox News, uh, Newsmax, uh, Epic Times, these people that are declaring a conservative view of the world. And number three, a group of thought leaders who provide intellectual underpinnings to fuel the first two elements. What is the problem of the mounting anti-science aggression in the United States? Conservative members of Congress? <laughs> News outlets that are conservative and have a conservative worldview? and individuals that are smart enough with their brains to challenge something that doesn't seem right and to push back in the public square and to have an exchange of ideas. This is called free speech. This is called America, where we collaborate in ideas. You have a point of view, I have a point of view, he has a point of view, they have a point of view, and all of this comes together in this scenario. It's, it's unbelievable. At the bottom of that article, he gets to the place, notice the second bullet point at the bottom. We should look at expanding protection mechanisms for scientists currently targeted by far-right extremism. Notice this is the term, extremist, extremism, that's how they label us in the United States. Uh, Representative Paul Tonko a Democrat from New York, has introduced a bill known as the Scientific Integrity Act of 2021. Check this out. H.R. 849, to protect U.S. government scientists from political interference, but this needs to be extended for scientists at private research universities and institutes. Still another possibility, this is it, still another possibility is to extend federal hate crime protection. If you speak against a scientist's perspective that it can be viewed as hate speech. Unbelievable. Science is the place that the challenge of a hypothesis, the challenge of research, the challenge that is the rigorous world of science is what science is all about. And if your science and your conclusions can't hold up under scrutiny from other scientists, there's something wrong with your science. Rather than just labeling those people that disagree with your conclusion as extremists and that they're using hate speech. Wow. Once again, unbelievable. Well, as we move on, the beauty of our forefathers laying out for us our Constitution and our Bill of Rights the First Amendment, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free speech thereof, which they're trying to do, or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press. 
that there's no restraints whatsoever against us with our ability to speak. Now, don't get me wrong. I realize that if, uh, <laughs> you know, people have a right to spout whatever they want, even if it's wrong, doesn't mean I have to agree with them. But it's the exchange of ideas that America has been so robust, and that's why the excellence that has really the, um, the performance of America, having an atmosphere in which that can take place, has been so dynamic. And if you shut down half of the conversation or you shut down those who are challenging your views, you're not going to progress anywhere because you're then just speaking in an echo chamber. Nobody would want that if they were the ones wanting to raise their concern about something. Now, but the far left believes that their job at every level to silence all debate, to silence everything that can possibly challenge their narrative. Well, that's not the United States of America, folks. So, moving down, we check out, um, as we kind of bring these things together, looking at what the, the scriptures have to say and um, sharing that the dialogue and the challenge of thoughts, as we see in Proverbs 18, 17, the first one to plead his cause seems right until his neighbor comes and examines him. Let's say somebody just shares what their, their side of the story. And we say things like there's always two sides to every coin for every story. And that's what good, healthy dialogue is all about. Ephesians 4.15 says, Speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. When we're able to speak the, love, uh, speak the truth in love or honestly, you can talk and, and, and work things out. And it works in a personal level. It works in a family level or a corporate level. Being able to talk through things and to dispel those things that are untrue. They're not real. Jesus tells us in John 8, 36, Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. There's something wonderful about truth when we come to a conclusion about Ah, the reality of a situation, the reality that we have observed through this time for the last 18 months, two years, since COVID came on the scene, now it's opening the door for uh, all these things that we see coming about, the tyrannical overreach of government. But the reality, the truth is that the left is hysterical and they are fear mongers about COVID and about the Delta variant now. And they are going to use it to ramp up as it, we're in this time. They're preparing us to ramp up and close things down again, demanding children be in masks, demanding that everybody mask up again. And we'll be looking at, as they want to share, people that are anti-science, but you'll want to tune into our segment tomorrow to see, really, the honesty. The honesty of science. When we see the different perspectives upon mask wearing, where there's been all this flip-flopping, why is there so much question out there? But we'll be looking at the, the Danish study that 
presents after a study of, with 6,000 people the most current study in real life, in real time. We'll be checking that out. But once again, as it says in John 8:32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. There's nothing more liberating than knowing the truth that is at the core of a matter, the reality of the real situation. And yet there are those who look at us with our perspective that, yes, COVID is real, but is it terrifying? Not really, unless you have, you're older and you have underlying health issues. It's just, it's just not terrifying. So we're not moving through life. And because we're not terrified and mask up with two or three masks with a shield and huddling in some kind of crazy uh, self-quarantine social never-never land, we're somehow not living in reality. I mean, honestly, who are the ones that are delusional? Till next time, this is Vintage McCoy. See you soon. Hey guys, thanks for watching. For more information, head over to VintageMcCoy.com or follow us on Instagram at The Vintage McCoy. We'll see you there.